The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. And uh, this is The Real Money Show. We're going to just uh, chit-chat about some of the stuff that's been going on this week, kind of open up our, our general way of doing this throughout the week because there's just so much happening. But uh, in terms of um, geopolitical stuff, Jerry, I had, the, I had um, that voice in my head saying just, and just like that, the convoy was over. Mm-hmm. But what were the takeaways is probably the bigger question for you how quickly things can turn and how quickly the narrative can change on us and you know just being on your toes we have to really understand that we are in a 4d game of chess and uh, we have to really kind of figure out two steps ahead which way which way they're going to pivot and how we're going to pivot as a result so we have to be on our toes yeah and 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 this is going to quickly lead to precious metals but it was very interesting people were bringing up the 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 note that no one condemned what was happening with the Emergencies right, Act. Right. Not a single leader condemned it, right? Um, that was kind of interesting. And then throughout the early part of this week, because sh- it was a short week, but Tuesday, Wednesday, we had a lot of people coming into the office. They were, ta- they were coming to us straight from the bank, mm-hmm. um, very concerned about what was going on with, with the Emergency Act, knowing that banks have been frozen, bank accounts have been frozen, millions of dollars in bank accounts just frozen that's it you, mm-hmm. you don't control your own life anymore are some funds still frozen jeremy i, I, think, I think i don't i believe so yes yeah um and uh that that definitely worried and still has many people very worried about the safety and protection of their wealth mm-hmm. how do you protect your wealth you go out you earn it create value for this world you get this currency the canadian fiat currency and then you throw it in a bank and you assume it's protected and okay, it's insured up to a hundred thousand. Okay, so you just start um, trusting everything. But the Emergencies uh, Act definitely gave pause to many people, and and they decided, you know what, maybe I won't be as dependent as I thought I as as I'm realizing I was. Uh, that would be one of the biggest takeaways. Let's quickly move on because we just want to get to what's happening in in our markets here. Uh, Ukraine. And just like that, there's a war in Ukraine. What were your instant thoughts about that? Were you surprised? Not surprised at all. Really? No. I mean, there was a lot of build up to that, to this move that we've seen uh, recently. Like Uh, mainstream media narrative build up that you were just like, "Ah, okay, fine. Yeah, I see where they're going with this. And perfect timing, I thought, when I saw the the, the tax. Um, I thought, you know, this is perfect timing, no more huge distraction away from what's happening here nationally we turned our attention rightfully so to international matters you know war is is no small small thing to bat an eye at this is uh, geopolitical issues and we saw the um, the reaction to the market gold started to break uh, break barriers slight sell-off today with some chatter of um, them meeting at the table today here there in uh, in Ukraine in Minsk Uh, we'll see how that goes but uh, the world is on their toes. The world is very uh, much looking at what's happening in Ukraine, and uh, as they should, all eyes should be on Ukraine, Jeremy. Well, it certainly seems that all eyes are on Ukraine, and and we know what the mainstream media push is on it, and 
you just kind of it does wake you up to a bunch of different things that are going on for for example uh this is a this is a tweet that came out recently um which has been going around um on different people's platforms that uh, in the u.s they import 595,000 barrels of oil per day from russia and yet the keystone xl pipeline would have produced 830 barrels per day and so therefore relying on russia oil russian oil is a choice it was a choice mm -hmm. and this idea of sanctions and taking russia out of the swift code so that they can't do international wires when it's not just the U.S. that are extremely dependent on Russia now for energy, again, by choice. But how do you try to control that which you've put yourself into the, the begging position of, mm -hmm. right? You're biting the hand that feeds, feeds you. you. Mm -hmm. And it's not just energy, it's also fertilizer, right? So uh, in some ways, I'm trying to connect the dot between the pandemic and the control that the pandemic and the overreach that the pandemic has allowed. And mm -hmm. I don't think that that's very arguable at this point, mm -hmm. that there has been overreach because of that. And now you have the fact that this is also going to control people. Energy prices are going to go as if they're not high enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're going to go. It's going to keep going. It's just going to keep going. And, you know, with going back to the type of warfare that's being played here in Canada around the world now it's a financial it's financial war it's a financial war it's a financial um, heavy-handedness sanctions is a way to tr hopefully corner uh, a nation like Russia but I think you know for over the years they kind of figured you know we need to in create some sort of an independence away from the SWIFT system and by you know by acquiring the gold that they have been over amassing over the past decade uh, Russia, you mean. Russia, they are in a position to to pivot away from the swift the swift system. Um, for us here, we know the sanctions were were employed against certain individuals who may have contributed to a charity to the convoy, and as a result, their bank accounts were frozen. Sanctions were employed on on individuals, whether it be for five dollars, a twenty dollar donation. Still, this type of new type of financial warfare is being introduced to us Canadians, and you know, trust is very uh, very delicate. And once you introduce that um, for us here in Canada, what what else? Um, I I am a giver. I like to give to charities, churches especially. Um, can I? What if they didn't I, agree with that what church? If I didn't. Yeah, exactly. And this is a big eye open for me personally. It should open a lot of other eyes as well. You know, uh, you're, you're talking about giving to charity, and it's interesting because it, I was going to talk about this later on in the show, maybe like the fourth segment or something. But just talking about, <clears throat> you know, when people come to the office, we tend to point out, look. You're paying 35, 40% taxes, if not more sometimes. And then you pay 13% on, on everything after that, another 13%. And then the government says they, you know, they say inflation's at five. It's probably more like 10, maybe even 15 if you're 15. looking at the, where the oil prices are going, where everything else is going to lead. And you say, okay, we're, we're, we're creeping up on 70% of your, of, of your money being put out the door to other people and that doesn't put you in a very charitable mood 
And the only reason that you would do it in that sense is to get a tax break, which isn't the reason to be giving no. to charity in the first place. No. So it's it's this kind of encroachment on people, right? I'm, I'm taking a very libertarian view here. There's this encroachment of government on people removes charity because it makes people incredibly selfish mm-hmm. because they're just trying to keep what they what they have right. before they can get to charity. Mm-hmm. Now, if you give to a charity and uh, someone doesn't like it and all of a sudden, that, like, goodbye for you or that's so, so like, too bad for you, we're we're into a whole new territory, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, well, who's calling the kettle black now in 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 the Ukraine? And it kind of leads another to another question of just playing the game of what if. Do you want to play a game of what if? Always. Okay, let's play a game of what if. <laughs> so um, remember going back to the Biden stuff with with Burisma, and he bragged on, on video about saying that he held back a billion dollars from Ukraine until they got rid of the prosecutor That's who right. was looking into his into his son's dealings with Burisma. On video. On video and laughing about it. And peop- and the audience chuckled about it along too. But it was clearly quid pro quo. Thank you very much. And so what if what if that was just the, the tip of the iceberg of the corruption that's going on in, in Ukraine? I don't know. I don't study this stuff. I'm just saying what if what if that's just the tip? And what if, you know, we saw um, we saw Putin work with the U.S. to help get rid of ISIS in Syria. And there was like some altercations in between and whatnot and, um, you know, sort of glory showboating about like who's going to. Right. But at the end of the day, it was they were allies Moving for, for a tandem. moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the enemy of my enemy is, is my friend. What if that's what we're looking at? I mean, I'm at a point personally where. I mean, being in the gold market for 15 years and watching gold guys go onto onto mainstream media and just get pummeled mm-hmm. um, that our narrative doesn't exist. Like, God forbid we could say, you know, as an example, um, this week on, on, on a mainstream network in Canada, they said um, inflation's up because oil and shipping uh, shortages or, or disruptions – and uh, so we've got inflation. And, yeah, they blamed Russia. <laughs> and, I don't know. And the government is trying to figure out ways to put more money into people's pockets. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Could it have anything to do with the $400 billion that the no. government like concocted out of thin air and gave to people? And they're wondering why their universal basic income doesn't buy them enough anymore. Mm-hmm. Could it be that? Could it be that money printing causes inflation? But that's the big elephant in the room. But we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to talk about two other symptoms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then say, what's the what's? How do we solve this? More monetary methadone, right? Easy it's, money. Easy money. It's so <laughs> easy. So easy. Hard money is on different. On the other hand, on yes. the other hand, and that's how we're going to protect against all of this. On the right hand, on the with the physical gold and silver, and we're going to be talking about that. Uh, a lot more in the show and just kind of putting it all together into into a context. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. At Guildhall you can acquire physical gold. If you can't own it, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. So even in even in the vault, even in the vault, you can go and visit it personally. It's a, a vault that's outside the banking system, fully insured. You can take delivery anytime. This is a great way to store wealth. Great way. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. Again, it's guildhallwealth.com. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver It's The Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Canada is on the cusp of a revolutionary innovation that will transform the way Canadians authenticate themselves online and protect their identity. Digital ID. All of us are living in a digital world, but we're tethered to an analog model of how we identify ourselves. Memorizing countless online passwords, carrying government-issued licenses, plastic cards, and more. Digital ID is a way for Canadians to identify themselves to government, businesses, and each other electronically, with ease and rock-solid security, without the need to present physical documents. One interconnected network. A federated digital ID ecosystem. That was a promotional video, Jerry, from the Banker Association. Um, Pretty interesting stuff. Welcome Mm -hmm. back to The Real Money Show. Um... Just talking about uh, digital ID, they want to promote uh, this digital ID, and they're saying it's it's there to number one protect your your ID, which I thought was interesting, and then also um, the ease at which you can use it, um, and just in lieu of what we've seen this past week with the Emergency Act being used and and banks being seized, it's uh, or bank accounts being seized. You just wonder how mu- how much easier it would be if everyone were just on um, a, a digital ID. How much quicker they could do that, right? The ease in which you can can find people online, mm-hmm. even if their identity is protected. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, that I, I found that in an article, and they were just kind of talking about you know that this is sort of something that's been out there in that we're seeing mandates for vaccine passports get quickly brought down and that this is something that they probably wanted to quickly put out. And then unfortunately, because to tamp out the convoy, they use the emergency act. It sort of put their foot in the mouth of what they're trying to accomplish. And when we say what are, who's they, you know, those who want to build back better, what they're trying to accomplish is to get everyone onto a digital ID, which mm-hmm. I think, given what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, I think people would be very suspect of a new digital ID, or more people would be suspect. Do you, I'll ask you this. Do you think more people would be suspect of a digital ID at this point? Or do you think people are, after using digital uh, vaccine passports, that they're all for it? The, these global resetters want to reset us and when we wake up, we'll all be sheep. And I don't think anyone wants to be a sheep as they wake up in the morning. He lays out the framework beautifully for us. He's trying to sell something that is going to globalize each and every person, to digitize each and every person. We're not digital beings. We are analog beings. We're not a part of some digital matrix. That system that they're trying to create is that is that very web that is here to control, that they want to control, and no one is buying it. I, I believe everyone who heard this over the airwaves, over the internet, doesn't buy it. It raises a flag for me. It raises a flag for all of our clientele, every single listener out there. So who really wants this? And who really wants this uh, This ushered in, Jeremy? Well, I think it's the way it's sold, isn't it? That it's it's always just so nonchalant and, you know, we're here to make things easier for you and stop identity theft and you know you carry jerry you carry credit cards and a and a license this is this is so yesteryear we want to make things modern and easy and i tap my worry about the fact that we'll be able to just 
cut you off at the ATM if we do. Don't worry that we'll cut off your your Tesla from driving more than four kilometers from your house. Yeah, okay, we can do that too because we'll have access to it and look how quickly we could access the bank system without all of it. But as long as you comply, we won't be able. We won't do that to you. Just as long as you don't come. As just as long as you comply with everything we say. Not yeah. Buy it. Yeah, and just continue to live in a in a fake world and and just not have not have any additional opinions that may go against uh, the seeming majority. Mm-hmm. I'll say seeming majority. I don't know. No, it's hard to tell what anybody <laughs> really thinks these days because. And this is kind of an interesting thing because we're seeing Truth Social is going to come on on online soon. Yeah. Not in Canada, but they're slowly bringing people in uh, in the U.S. And part of the reason why it's slow is because there's no there's not going to be any bots. Right. That's going to be really interesting to see where the comments are true, right? There's actual actual people. You know who the actual people making the comments are, and you know that every single profile is a true profile, not a bot. I think in some ways that's going to be another wake up to to the media structure in in the tech world of okay, I didn't realize how many of these accounts weren't real, right, <laughs> out there in the world. Because it's hard to tell. It's such a meta world now. Yeah. And in such a meta world, it's hard to find like what the actual truth is, especially in the money system. People are, get so easily confused about money. The biggest confusion I find is between money and a currency. Mm-hmm. Do you find that yourself as well? Yeah. And it, it's something that we often have to discuss and differentiate between the two for sure. Money should be a store of value. Money is rare. Money is scarce, durable. Divisible, recognizable. Those are the those are the foundations, the five factors of what money is, according to who wrote this many many years ago. Aristotle put this together and defined what money is, and it has to be intrinsic. Yeah, we get a lot of people too asking us about cryptocurrencies, and and I I think you know my my attitude is is constantly shifting, and I'm I'm learning. But if we were to kind of draw the Venn's diagram. Where, where do they overlap the two circles? It's that they're both outside the banking system. Right. Right. They're both independent of, of the, the central banking system. Even though the central bank system owns a lot of gold, ultimately, which is interesting that so many, many central those, banks want to own gold. Sorry to cut you off, but so many of the, uh, the exchanges, the crypto exchanges here in Canada are still locked out. A lot of, a lot of traders can't, can't trade their crypto still. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of the central banking system, not really. Outside of the SWIFT, no. Yeah. You can, still, you can still be locked out. Well, yeah, because in, in that sense, you need your own infrastructure. If you, like if the, if the central banking system sort of kicks you out and they take away the off-ramp, as it were, then you need your own ecosystem in order to survive in it, mm-hmm. which has grown a lot in the last several years. You don't need that with gold, right? You could just say, just take delivery of it. Exactly. Right? In registered accounts... You could say, oh, I, I don't have access to, to my cash or whatever reason. I hate that we have to think about these things mm-hmm. now. Like, that's what it's been put in our minds. Mm-hmm. How would we deal with it? Oh, you can just take delivery. Say, I'm going to pay my withholding tax or yeah. I'm going to just not. pay the cost of doing business out of my account and then just ship it to yeah, me. That's and then what it's people mine. are doing. Yeah, and then now I own it and it's, it's under my bed or it's, or it's, you know, I put it where I think it's safe. Garden at night, as they, as they say. But at least I have it, and it's an acceptable form of asset. That's right, right. Everyone knows what the value of it is. That's right. Although it is undervalued, and we'll get to the we'll get to the value of that as well. Now, the divisible thing is another one of these blurry lines, because 
they say that that cryptos are divisible, right? Yeah. Gold is also divisible, mm -hmm. but to a point. Yeah, but the cryptos are are divisible infinity. It's like saying here is a beach of sand, mm -hmm. but there is an infinite amount of grains, mm -hmm. and you too can own one single grain mm -hmm. of this beach. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It doesn't work like that with, with gold. The, the minimum you can buy is one gram, and there's 31 grams in an ounce. So if gold goes to $31,000 an ounce, then you can buy one gram, and it's going to cost you $1,000. Mm -hmm. And of course, gra single grams of gold are not as readily available as one all. ounce gold. Now, they could melt the gold, of course. That's something that can be done for very little energy. Because once you mine gold, that's it. You've captured the energy of what it took to mine it. And now you can easily melt it. I've done it. I've, I've taken a lighter and I could literally melt the gold in my hand. Wow. Right? Equally, I've taken ice and put that on a, on a hundred ounce bar. That's impressive. There's a science experiment. Yeah. For anyone who owns that's very some silver, yeah. go into your refrigerator, grab an ice cube and put it onto your silver. And watch how fast that thing melts. Not the that's silver, amazing. the ice. Um, <laughs> it's fast. Uh, that's like the conductivity of, of the metal, which is amazing. That's what makes it a precious metal and a cheap precious metal, too. Absolutely. We'll show, Very we'll show everyone exactly how, how cheap it is. Um, Jerry, it, March Madness is not just for basketball. Not just for ma basketball. It is definitely for us and things that will impact our portfolios coming up. I mean, we are at the tail end of February. Uh, February 28th is Monday. Obviously, the um, RSP deadline, the contribution deadline is is Monday, uh, March 1st. And, and then begins March Madness. So, Jeremy, we have a lot on tap for March. Specifically on Wednesday, the Bank of Canada ready to raise interest rates, Jeremy. And it's not, we're not anticipating a quarter basis point hike. According to Daily FX, uh, the anticipated rate hike expectation is a half a basis point, 50 basis points coming up here in Canada. At the worst time possible, they're going to be raising rates. Similarly, in the, in March on March 16th, the U.S. Federal Reserve is slated to raise interest rates as well, another half basis point. Potentially, there's a 30% chance of a 1% hike on, on March 16th. So this is March madness, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This is going to be something that will make the year 2000 look like a flash in the pan. When, just to remind everyone, when the U.S. Federal Reserve raised interest rates back in 2000, 50 basis points, the, what was the, the federal debt at that point? Maybe a, In what year? In 2000. In 2000. Oh, it must trillion, have been six trillion or six, something six, like that? Six, seven trillion. I'll, I'll look it up, there. but go on. They raised interest rates 50 basis points. What happened? It popped the dot-com bubble. Fast forward, let's extrapolate 20-odd years to where we are today. We're sitting on $30 trillion in the U.S., and they're going to be raising interest rates of 50 basis points. Here in Canada, another 50 basis points. This is not the time to be in any currency-denominated asset class. This is going to literally create a, a potential systemic shockwave in every financial asset, every financial instrument, even every financial institution. So what do we do? We get the wealth insurance, the thing that is that is decoupled from all of this March Madness financial madness. 
This is the reason why the U.S. holds the largest reserves of gold, and they do it entirely outside of the banking system. And they're not looking to digitize that at all. They're not looking to improve their gold. It's old school. It's physical. These are bars allocated to the nation, and they own it entirely outside of the SWIFT system. So this is the point where we have to play a game of chicken or not. Are we going to roll the dice or not? And I don't think anyone at this moment in time trusts what's going on and can trust this central bank policy, which has already failed. You can't, you know, history, especially in finance, can repeat. Yeah, you know, I think you file this kind of under bad policy making or is this intentional, right? You look at COVID policies, you look at Fed policies and you say, are you that inept or or is this on purpose? You have to start to ask. I, I mean, that's what I ask. I mean, I see what's what what they're doing. You just say that that policy is just horrible. Um, by the way, the debt in the U.S. in in two thousand and was in two thousand was about six trillion. And if wow. you look at the debt increase, you're seeing the snowball effect. Like it's happening quicker. They're raising the debts quicker. They're printing money quicker. And then as of uh, the last couple of years, it's just been absolutely parabolic. parabolic. So what is that going to mean? What is that going to mean for the price of gold going forward? And maybe the bigger question is, well, oh, why hasn't the price of gold and silver taken off already? Well, we're going to answer that in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. You may not think these debts count or that they matter, but they do. And we'll talk about that in the next segment on The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. It's the Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. You know, Jerry, I noticed over over the years that we have a tendency. All of us have a tendency to think in sort of a binary way. For every action, there's a reaction. So if something happens, like I don't know, a war breaks out, <clears throat> let's call it that in in the Ukraine, um, gold should go through the roof. If oil goes up, gold should go through the roof. So, action, reaction, action, reaction. Um, it doesn't really always work that way. Sometimes things move in a slower, more methodical way. And certainly over the last 40 years, gold has done one thing very, very well, and that is two things very, very well. One, kept up with inflation. Two, keep those, keep those increases on the positive side. I think over the last 20 years, gold has had four down years, and two of which were less than 2%. And one last year, which was, um, I think, 4%. And so 400% increase over that period of time is a great way to protect your wealth, hedge against inflation. But what we've seen since 2011, really, which we'll call that, or 2013, sort of the ending of quantitative easing and the beginning of the narrative of things will return to normal. One day interest rates will be back up and one day we will pay all this off. Mm -hmm. Right? That's when that started. Um, but they just kept printing money and the debts just kept going up. And then as of a couple years ago, they just went parabolic. Now gold went down in 2013, came back up. There were positive years. The only down year was 2013. If you don't believe me, go to goldprice.org and go look at the chart. It's amazing. Mm -hmm kept up with inflation, and then um, 
over the last couple of years, you know, just to kind of keep things, uh, the understanding of what we're looking at. Between 2019 and 20, gold went up 35% in Canadian dollars. And then last year, it went down 4%. And this was during the period of the narrative of their supply chain disruptions, but this inflation is temporary, and we'll be back on our feet and things will get back to normal and, and gold, you know, they bought that gold went down. And it also consolidated because it went up a very a lot in the last couple of years, it hedged the inflation to come, which I think is interesting. And here we are, gold is already up 4% on the year, even after a pullback uh, in the last day. And so the question is, are we ready to rip higher and catch up to some of these debts or all of these debts that have been uh, burdened onto us? So many extremes. And I think it's a matter of looking at these extremes as what they are. They're all bubbles and we're surrounded by all of them. And the narrative has has literally fizzled. The inflation is transitory. That, and then they introduced interest rate hikes a couple of years ago. So this brings us into the tail end of the teacup, the teacup handle. So yeah, we did see uh, a, a dip from 2020. As we, as you mentioned, we gained 35% in Canadian dollar terms, a little small dip because they introduced the narratives, but the market has already digested that. We're seeing gold really holding on to the 1890, the 1900, being bought up instantly. And now we have Goldman Sachs keep reminding us, yes, we're seeing a lot of geopolitical uprising in Ukraine and, and Russia, but let us remind everyone it's not about why gold and silver are entering into what Goldman Sachs calls a decades-long bull run, a new bull cycle. It's because of the, the Federal Reserve's monetary policy failure. And this failure is one that has to deal with inflation. Inflation has run away on them. And they're late to the party. They're late to act once again. But when they do act another 50 basis point, this is going to be the pinprick at one of those bubbles. So the market is not convinced yet because they're still in the bubble. They still enjoy the lifestyle the bubble provides. Remember, there is a big contrast between our market of precious metals, which is about a $1.5 trillion investable gold space, contrasting to a $300 trillion financial asset space that's fully, fully bloated right now with investors, hedge funds, a lot of money in the in these spaces. And we are going to see, we're going to be in the process, we have begun that process of the great rotation. Money out of those investable assets, of those tr financial assets, and into the tangible hard asset space. We're seeing funds going up last month, 6%, 7%. Global silver demand projections are through the roof going forward for 2022, 23. The great rotation has begun. I, I love that idea, the great rot rotation, because, you know, we talk when we're talking to people who want to acquire physical gold and silver, we're, we're looking and saying, look, inflation is 10, 15 percent. means you've got 100,000 in the bank. Go burn $10,000. Go burn 15,000 because that's what's going to happen. Your purchasing power is just going right into the fireplace. It's just do it because that's what that's what's happening right now. They you can look at the stock market and say, okay, it's gone up for for a decade plus. Uh, a lot of these stocks are completely overvalued, but who cares? What what's going to give you at least a ten percent dividend without any risk, given of where the market is? Right, the market's not at the bottom. Low 
low risk entry points are at the bottom, not at the top. Mm -hmm. And then you look at real estate, say, okay, it's gone very, very well, but here they are. They want to start raising interest rates. We don't know if they'll back off on that. We don't know if they'll keep going with it. Again, we don't know to what extent they will fail in those policies. And they're continuing to just conjure up cash. So where do you put your money? And so people are kind of saying, well, that we're running out of options here. Where do I go? I go to the collective, uncon the collective unconscious of gold, right? The gold standard of where to, where to protect your wealth. And so that's where people are moving into. And that kind of leads to something else because not that the exits are being blocked, but the, the messenger is being, is, to the public is that gold isn't moving or gold is down 4%. So you don't really want gold, right? That's the narrative. That's the that's the messenger. And even though gold is the barometer of the of the health of a financial system, if if the powers that be, the bankers who you know they want to keep the money, they don't want it going out of the going into gold. I don't think. No. Right. If it goes into gold, that's it. No collateral, no interest, no nothing. That's it's right. just out of the banking system and in someone else's hands, and no counterparty risk. So, the the messenger of the price. Is, is really low, right? And what does that cause? It's causing higher premiums, right? It's causing disruptions in the physical supply of the metal. Yeah. It's causing people to move out of paper versions of the, of the market. I feel like more people get educated in gold and silver, the more they say, no, 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 I don't want a paper version of this. I want the actual stuff. I think we should talk about this more in the next segment yeah. and kind yeah. of talk about the premiums and what that really means for prices moving forward and how high the price could actually go given this current structure in the market and you know we'll just review what we've seen in the last couple months it's yeah. been a crazy couple months and yeah. also a crazy this was probably the the, the most crazy one of the most crazy weeks this week yeah I, i've seen and experienced here at Guildhall, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as well and just get a help people understand what we've been seeing in the gold and silver market. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. If you want to own some physical precious metals, remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. You want to contact us. We'll show you how to get involved in the market. You can start small, you know, a couple ounces of gold, maybe a couple tubes of silver maples. We just got uh, silver philharmonics, which are even cheaper than maples because mm -hmm. maples have a high premium. We'll talk more about that. And uh, so something to consider. And it's all about physical, physical. RSPs, you can even own your own RS, uh, physical precious metals in an RSP or TFSA portfolio held outside the banking system in an IROC-approved vault facility, but you have access to that facility to go and personally audit your holding, so it's perfect. It's the best vehicle going out there, bar none. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show, and we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. It's The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. If you've been looking at the gold and silver market, maybe you jump onto a website and you say, okay, here's the spot price. That's the paper price, the non-fabricated price, kind of like a sticker price of a car. But then there's the cost to actually acquire it. And you say, well, that's, that's a big difference. Well, what if I turn around and sell it? 
right? That's an oft, a, a, a normal question that we get. What if I just turn around and sell it because I'm buying an asset, right? Um, but what do, what do you say to people who notice those high premiums right now, Jerry? Um, and how do you waylay their fears of, of what these premiums actually mean? Mm-hmm. Well, first, it's very important to know that we're not, we're not selling the paper, if you want the if you want to buy the paper, you can go right ahead and go buy the silver or gold certificate from the bank, and hope that it's backed by something. But people today they don't want the paper promise. They don't want any more promises. They don't want the electric ETF. They want to own the real physical, you know, the gold bullion. Uh, so when you are factoring in uh, the the premium, we have to look at what 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 makes up the premium. There's two factors that go into the premium. The first factor being the fabrication, so the cost to fabricate, the, the mining, the melting, the minting. That's usually a standard uh, price, a cost that goes over the spot price. And then the other premium, one that we've seen constantly change on us and really is the one that is the variable, is the supply and demand, the, the market premium. So as we're seeing supplies diminish year over year, the Silver Institute has shown us, and this is specifically in silver, that the the supply coming out of the mines is it's we're heading in and we are in a deficit actually right now so as a result from the mine to the refiner not enough is coming out it's putting strain on the refiner now the refiner to the wholesaler the wholesalers are not getting the goods jeremy and as a result we're seeing four to six week deliveries to us for any large orders and we're seeing a lot of large orders which is why you know we were seeing people coming in with proceeds from investment homes being sold, putting in six, seven figures in one shot. And so to replace that, that's a four to six weeks sometimes, depending on the type of product that we sell. So this is these are all indicators. And normally I would never say, you know, get in, you know, get in now. You know, take your time, maybe dollar cost average. Now is not the time to do that. Now is the time to really look at your portfolio and say, well, how much do I need in gold and silver? Do I have wealth insurance? If I don't have wealth insurance, I'm buying it all right now. And why wait? Because as you're waiting and watching US dollar and gold and silver prices, what's happening to the loonie? You know, we may see the loonie get, you know, get some experience some volatility next week with the interest rate hikes that could benefit loonie spenders. If you have some loonies, watch out for that date. Uh, On next Wednesday, you may want to place an order then. But you know, with premiums, I don't see we're gonna. I don't think we're going back to pre-COVID. Yeah, I think that with the premiums, what you're looking at is a fixed amount of product that can come into the market on a monthly basis, and you have a paper price mechanism, right? The COMEX being a, a mechanism for price discovery. We'll call it broken, okay? Yeah. And so the paper price is not reflecting the real-world price of the metal. And then you have the fixed amount of product coming in. So therefore, the, the, the premiums rise. And the only way that that's going to be reconciled is by much, much higher paper prices, right? Much, much higher prices of the spot price of gold and silver. Because it's very easy. We don't have enough product right now to satisfy all the demand, okay? The only way you're going to fix that is if the price doubles, If the price of silver were to double, that essentially doubles the amount of supply available. Why? Because if you have $100,000 to buy precious metals with, all of a sudden the price has doubled and you're buying half as much. Right. That essentially doubles the amount of supply. So if silver 
triples from here, that means we triple the, su the, su the supply side. And as you mentioned before, Jerry, about a trillion dollars in, in gold and 300 trillion in debt, you know that you're going to see one, two, three, four, five percent assets trying to move into this market, right? I, we had a, a great broker working for us once. He said, try to fit an elephant into a mouse because it's the bottleneck that you have never seen before. And that is what's going to drive this, mark, par this market parabolic. And so we're seeing kind of the iterations of that in the market every single day, that tightness in the market, that that struggle, the juggle to try to get the physical product and satisfy the demand. And so for the price to pay a higher premium, I say, so what? I have no problem doing it myself just because it's. I know that the higher premium is a reflection of the price being way too low. And we're getting, a, we're getting off scot-free with a higher premium. Being able to buy silver at $28 an ounce? Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Oil's headed, if it's not at $100, I haven't checked. If it's not at $100, it's going there pretty soon, right? It's We're heading into pretty crazy times. I think that the price of gold could, you know, if you take the, the ratio in 1980, gold to the debt, gold the debt was $1 trillion, gold went to 850 the Dow was trading at 850 and gold went to one to one on that. Mm -hmm. If the Dow came off 20, 30, if the Dow came off 30%, you're in the 25,000 range. If gold were to go to a one, an $850 to $1 trillion ratio, that's also $25,000. Right. You, you take that to a 16 to one ratio on, on silver, you're in the thousands. Mm -hmm. Just by looking at the ratios alone and not to, not to um, add the fact that there's going to be um, a lot of other investors piling in because when you're leaving financial assets, you're jumping into a market that is underinvested. Canadians in the U.S. market are totally underinvested. Less than 1% of the populations are invested in precious metals. When the great rollover happens and, and comes to a full completion, the silver squeeze has already done its job. 12 to 1 silver to gold ratio would likely be my call. Um, some investors have come to me last week that said that ratio can actually invert knowing how important silver is. Silver is beyond a precious at this point. Precious connotates that it's money. I think silver right now is the most strategic metal in the world, the most underweighted, undervalued metal. But you know what? It's in every single attribute in our lives. So pick up some silver. Every 100 ounces squeezes this market, squeezes the paper pushers, and will realize the the, the true price, and that's when we may see a parity between the premiums and the spot price. That does it for another edition of The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. It's time. Pick up the phone, go to the website, get some physical precious metals in your portfolio. Uh, if you want to add to the portfolio, give us a call. Hopefully you found this uh, educational, and we can't wait to speak to you. Uh, whether you give us a call or email us, um, we're, we're looking forward to assisting you. And we're also looking forward to speaking with you next week here on The Real Money Show. Um, thank you so much for, for everyone for uh, b having patience with us and also for choosing Guildhall. And uh, we love working with our customers, and, and uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a great ride, been very crazy. Crazy, but uh, hopefully it continues. Again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. The best is yet to come. It's the Real Money Show on AM six forty. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio six forty Toronto. 